KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, May 18th. A San Diego case led to the takedown of a national criminal network preying on the elderly. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A work stoppage is disrupting bus service at MTS's South Bay Bus Division because of ongoing negotiations between TransDev and its bus operators. TransDev is the company currently contracted to run 65% of all San Diego routes. Right now, about 33% of MTS bus routes are currently not running. San Isidro resident Raimundo Carlos just moved to the area and relies on public transportation to get around. I was actually going for a job interview, so I was like on my way, like hoping to get a job. So like that, I don't really have to rely too much on the bus systems and whatnot. It is a little discouraging. MTS says they will update schedules via social media and at sdmts.com. Starting this month, more ambulances will respond to emergencies in San Diego. It's part of a new contract with Falk USA, which has struggled to meet response time goals since taking over the city's ambulance service in 2021. The city council this week unanimously approved the new deal that calls for Falk to pay for a second company to boost its service. That company will be AMR. It provides service throughout the county. The arrangement begins on May 29th. Major League Soccer officials will be in San Diego today to make an announcement about the future of soccer in the city. Mayor Todd Gloria will join MLS Commissioner Don Garber and others for the announcement. The expansion of the league would make San Diego its 30th team. They would begin playing in February 2025 at Snapdragon Stadium. The announcement is set to happen at 1045 this morning at the stadium. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Elder fraud is among the most underreported crimes, but investigative reporter Amitha Sharma says that could change with a San Diego case that has revealed a nationwide criminal network. The video shows a 24-year-old member of an organized crime group. She's a money courier, part of a sophisticated effort that allegedly built people across the country out of millions of dollars. That looks terrible. Yeah. The footage is from Judith and Ronald Adig's doorbell camera. KPBS obtained the video from police. The El Cajon couple is seeing it for the first time. For the 78-year-old Judith, the video brings back memories of a fateful call she received in May of 2020. Hello. It was my grandson, Troy, and he'd had an accident. The police have arrested him. He told her how much money he needed, and she couldn't tell his father. It would make him angry. It was $7,600 that they wanted. Cash. 
Everything is cash. And you're in jail. Judith had a lot of questions. He had all the answers. He said that uh, uh, somebody's going to come pick it up because that's the only way I can get it out of jail. So I did, you know, the thing that every mother grandma does, <laughs> help them. But the voice on the other end of the line was not Judith's grandson. Law enforcement says the addicts are among dozens of people in San Diego and across the country who have fallen victim to a so-called grandparent scam run by a nationwide criminal syndicate. It's called the Enterprise. This is so much more rampant than anyone in the country is willing to admit. That's Deputy San Diego County DA Scott Perillo. He says the grandparent scam is an old crime, but the enterprise has taken it to a new level. Okay, and your name is um, Jessica? Jessica. Okay. Okay. okay, and you're going right back there. Yes. Okay, She's not Jessica, she's Jasmine, Jasmine Peror from Los Angeles. The indictment explains how couriers like her were at the bottom rung of the enterprise's ladder. She allegedly took the addict's money and passed it to a crew chief who oversees other couriers. It was then passed up to the national organization. Peror was eventually arrested in 2021 and charged with 33 felonies, including extortion, fraud, and money laundering. Alexandra Johnson is a prosecutor in the U.S. Attorney's Office in San Diego. She says Peror's arrest got the feds interested. The Justice Department doesn't usually pay attention to elder fraud abuse, but this one was different. But she led us to the others on the West Coast. Johnson would join Perello, the FBI, and other law enforcement agencies to form a first-of-its-kind crime-fighting team, the San Diego Elder Justice Task Force. In another first, the enterprise member were prosecuted under the Federal Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, or RICO, which can lead to longer prison terms and larger fines. A RICO indictment in a case like this uh, is something that is really a watershed moment in the fight against elder scams. A grand jury indictment followed in July 2021, naming eight Enterprise members. Looking back, investigators say they were able to break the case because the Enterprise got too greedy. Couriers tried to squeeze more money out of their victims. That's what happened to the addicts. He did call back after he got his money, and he wanted $21,000 more. The couple headed to their bank, California Trust, to take the money out. The girls at the bank said, this is a scam. And I said, no, it's about my grandson. She said, you start calling your whole family, it's a scam. As for the ongoing effort against the Enterprise gang members? We're going to follow the evidence and get it done. Amita Sharma, KPBS News. The U.S. Attorney's Office says six indicted members of the enterprise have pleaded guilty. Multiple investigations are ongoing. This story was reported and written by KPBS freelance reporter J.W. August. Thousands of University of California frontline workers rallied across the state yesterday, protesting wage disparity between employees and the system's senior management. Reporter Kitty Alvarado went to the rally in La Jolla and tells us board members were voting on executive pay at the same time workers were protesting. We're fired up! Can't take it no more! 
patient care and service employees of the UC Jacobs Medical Center in La Jolla used their lunch break to rally outside the hospital. This is one of three local rallies at UC campuses that joined thousands across the state to protest the pay gap between UC employees and the governing members of the university system. The rallies were happening at the same time the UC Board of Regents was voting on giving chancellors a raise. They're asking for all employees to make a minimum of $25 an hour. Isaac Samora, a respiratory therapist, joined the rally line on his break. It made me feel that they really don't care about the work that we do here. He says he was disappointed when he found out the regents were voting on giving those at the top of the pay scale another raise. The chancellor for UCSD, they approved a 79% raise for him. Meanwhile, we're out here asking for 5% just to keep us up so we can afford milk and bread. Um, it, it, it stings. I can't say it doesn't. It stings. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. KPBS News reached out to the UC Board of Regents. It did not respond. Earlier this year, a massive earthquake demolished parts of Turkey and killed at least 50,000 people in that country. Two weeks later, an engineer from SDSU arrived to study the devastation. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge tells us what he learned. Structural engineering professor Robert Dow was part of a team of engineers who went to Turkey to report on the quake and the damage to structures. The length of rupture of that 7.8 earthquake was the same as the distance from San Diego all the way to Santa Barbara. He said modern earthquake design would have made a huge difference there. If you took all of those tens of thousands of buildings that collapsed in Turkey and put them on base isolation before the earthquake, not one of them would have collapsed. Base isolation means the foot of the building is not fastened to the ground, and the building can rock or slide slightly as the ground moves beneath it. Dowell said the use of weak concrete was also an issue in Turkey, but he said bridges actually did well. In all of Turkey, not one of them collapsed. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. Around this time last year, the city of Vista was requesting proposals for a homeless shelter, but got no takers. But things worked out differently when it came to a safe parking site. North County reporter Tanya Thorne says one is set to open later this year. This marks the second safe parking site for the North County region. Jewish Family Service will help run the project out of the Vista Civic Center parking lot. The organization operates five other safe parking sites in San Diego County, including one in Encinitas. The lot in Vista will be pretty similar to the lot here in Encinitas. It'll also be 25 spaces. It'll also be during the overnight hours only. Uh, and we know from experience operating in this area that there's definitely a need and we expect utilization to be high as soon as it's ready to open. Chris Olson with Jewish Family Service says the majority of people using the site are over age 50 and have full-time jobs. The Vista Safe Parking site will accommodate 25 cars from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. and is expected to open in August. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, our KPBS arts reporter gives us a sneak peek of the San Diego International Fringe Festival that kicks off tonight. We'll have that story and more just after the break.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Representatives from PBS stations across the country just wrapped up their annual meeting in San Diego. Education reporter M.G. Perez was there. 1,300 public broadcasting managers, producers, and other employees had the chance to take selfies with Sesame Street's Cookie Monster. Sears for cookie. And they were also in San Diego this week to collaborate and communicate the latest developments in programming and fundraising. Sarah DeWitt is senior vice president and general manager of PBS Kids, which has updated video games and new mobile apps for students on the way. There is more diversity, too. And that means not just showcasing the characters, but getting more and more creators and producers from BIPOC creators into our system and creating that content so we can have really authentic stories. PBS Kids serves more than 12.5 million visitors every month on its digital platforms. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. San Diego International Fringe Festival celebrates not just 11 days of live theater, but 11 years of bringing artists and shows from all over the globe to San Diego audiences. Arts reporter Beth Accomando has been covering San Diego Fringe since its inception and wants to introduce you to its latest team member. San Diego International Fringe Festival just got a new crusader. I am putting on this cape and this uh, green lantern ring and I will find you from around the world and strongly urge you to come. You are strongly invited. That's Austin Dean Ashford. Okay, Austin, bring your excitement down a little bit so you can communicate to humans. <sighs> what I'm really excited about with having him here is the new energy and a new voice for our festival that helps represent the direction we'd like to take the um, festival. Kevin Charles Patterson founded San Diego Fringe back in 2013. And this year, he wanted to add someone to the team who would amplify Fringe's message of diversity and inclusivity. I want to hear the indigenous play that you and your ensemble put together now. I want to hear the Asian play. I want to hear the African play. I want to hear the Japanese play. I want to hear the Latinx play. I want to hear the queer play. I, I want it all. I want it all here and I want it all now. Ashford has enthusiastically embraced his role as not just Fringe producer, but also as its ambassador for the arts. I want to bring some innovative ways for us to grow and invite new voices to come to the Fringe. Ashford was one of those new voices in 2018. I get to get amplified off of everybody else's first time because I remember my first time. And that perspective allows him to understand what artists need and how to attract a first-time Fringer like Marc Vigeant to come down to San Diego from LA with his show, Mark Pleases You. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Mark. Uh, 
and I, uh, I just died. And right now I'm in hell. Uh, can I have the, the hell lights? It's very tough for a lot of artists to go from hobby amateur to feel like they've had a professional moment. This festival did this for me. And it continues to do that for others. Plus, it upholds the international fringe tradition of giving 100% of the box office to artists and providing an uncensored and unjuried platform for them. That's what appealed to Loud Fridge Theater Group's Candice Crystal. It allows for artists to be that artistic. They can get a little crazy and maybe we go off script a little bit and we have some fun with it. And to have fun experimenting within a safe space, says Kate Rose Reynolds. She, along with Crystal, is part of Loud Fridge Theater Group's show, Normal Heights. Things are not what they seem. Things wait in the shadows. Oh, I just got to chill. Fringe is just such an incredible theatrical experience because you can see so many different things in this really short period of time. So you can go see a circus show and then you can go see like a very serious drama and then you can see a dance piece and it can sort of fill your artistic cup up and there's this energy that's really palpable. The Fringe show Choice Words tackles reproductive rights. Once upon a time I was a teenager like you, just about your same age when I got pregnant. Gabriella Sosa is one of the actresses in the play. She suggests coming to Fringe with an open mind. Because it may not be as polished as what you may see on a Broadway show, it's more real and guttural and relevant. But the joy of Fringe is that it can be anything an artist can create. Part of Ashford's job is to be ready to answer the question artists may be asking themselves as they try out new, crazy, provocative, or just plain silly ideas in their living rooms. There's so many people who are creating things that are worried, like, is there a platform for me? Is there a place where I can have my authentic voice and share it with people and people would want to hear? And I can say a resounding, uh, unapologetic yes here at SD Fringe, we want your work. And so do I, because every year I look forward to these 11 days of sensory overload, stepping out of my comfort zone, and just being open to anything Fringe wants to throw at me. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. San Diego International Fringe Festival runs tonight through May 28th, with its home base in Balboa Park and one show running at Lake Girls. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Tune in again tomorrow for more local stories. Plus, we'll have some weekend plan suggestions if you'd like some. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.